episode 154 of the Rolling and Ramblin' podcast. It has been a bit of time. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of free time now, and I just haven't wanted to put any of it towards new stuff or old stuff or any any projects that are continuing. Anyone that's listening to this by now, if you expect some sort of miraculous consistency out of this podcast, you ain't getting it. I mean, I did it for, you know, however many months in the beginning there. I think it was like almost two months I had every day going or three months it could have been. I can't remember the numbers now. We're at 154, so that was a while ago. But I know at least the first 30 days I did one every day. Shared it out, harassed people, did all that. You know, hey, look my podcast, like my podcast, like my podcast. And, you know, the last, I just checked the episode listens on the last, on, on the last episode. And it was, there was nine of you that listened to it. So, I mean, I think the most listens I've ever had on one particular podcast is, I think, 15 or 16. I don't think I've ever hit the 20s, right, for, for one episode. You know, and there's this idea that, you know, if I continue to do this for a continued amount of time, that eventually something will hook. And eventually somebody will take this podcast, you know, some some amount of views or someone will listen to it and share it out and then it'll take this sort of podcast to the stratosphere. I don't care if that happens and I'm not sure if I'm really ready for the responsibility of that happening I think one thing that all the things I've done in the past has taught me is I've really had an opportunity to digest the quote-unquote failure of all my projects, you know, all the social media, all of the podcast, the YouTube channel, all that stuff. And we're talking from an economic standpoint that was a failure, right? You know, because it was funny, I was having this conversation today that, you know, if we just count the last 12 years or whatever it was since I, 12, 13 years since I started rollingmotivation.com and really kind of went the route of self-help and trying to create something. If now this is a, this is a big statement, so stick with me because obviously I know that I couldn't be who I was or, or I couldn't, I couldn't have gone through the things that I did or been who I was in all those stages. And then therefore arrive at the person that I am today without going through those experiences. But, if you look at all of that stuff from an economic standpoint, purely economics, having the things, buying the house, doing the stuff, like all those, all that kind of junk, even just living a better quality of life because I got a bit more money coming in. None of that stuff in the middle paid me any money to get me to the point where I am 
no. I mean, yeah, I had money coming through and it still survived and all that kind of stuff, but none of that stuff made me money. It cost me money in the long run. I mean, I mean, like I've talked about it before, I think cool vehicles, I made a shirt and I've lo I lost money on it. I lost money on the Rolling Motivation shirts. I paid money for ads for cool vehicles to grow the Facebook page and it hasn't returned any investment at all. Like, and that's okay because that's all trial and error, but you know, at some point when you've been doing a series of things, Especially there's been a few things in between, but the rolling motivation and the accessibility consulting and all that stuff, that was in there for a while, and it needed to make me some money like a business to at least see some light at the end of the tunnel or some f the fruits of my labor to a degree, right? And it just didn't. It just hasn't. Like, I'm still I'm back at the same job I was, you know, 13, 14 years ago, which is great. I think this job is the best job I ever had, and it's technically the same job, but a lot of it has changed, the company's changed, the team has changed, the yada, 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 right? Um, and I think me being okay with that is huge. I think, I think the idea behind everything I wanted to do was very much intentional and I was very focused on projects like I was very intentional whenever I started something else blogging I was learning how to do SEO I was trying to do all these different things none of it took YouTube channel trying to do all these different things change the lighting get the microphones do all the stuff look at the SEO for the YouTube channel look at other people what they're doing use a clickbaity title and you know, when I did the 30 Days of Rolling Motivation, I remember specifically Rolling Motivation, Steve Bertrand, like, in the title, in the description, all the stuff to try and get some, like, Google juice, some SEO stuff, you know, like, share it out on Facebook and, and all that stuff. And there's so much noise out there, and there's so many things out there for people to watch and, and escapism and all that kind of stuff. And it just was, my content is not stuff that people listen to or or go through on a regular basis and i know that now because i did it now i just got a text and, and it's like hey tony and dean are doing this thing and it's completely free i didn't click on the link because i got a text message now it took me a minute to figure out tony and dean because i know tony's and i know a, i know a couple deans right but then i realized that it's Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. No, Dean Graziosi is all of a sudden all over Tony Robbins' feed with these different things that he's doing. And if anybody doesn't know who that guy is, Dean Graziosi, I know him from those late night infomercials um, that was trying to sell a course called Motor Millions, and it was teaching people how to negotiate for cars, buy them, and flip them. You know, on in the infomercial, I remember specifically that um, a guy a guy said specifically with a crazy accent, he was like, yo, I took Dean's course, and I bought a car from somebody, I took it through the car wash, I sold it right after that, I made $1,000, just like that. And it was that whole kind of process. Is this very much this course-driven internet space dropshipping world that we live in? And let's just 
be real about it. It never worked for me. I didn't do the right stuff. Whatever the responsibility needs to be on my shoulders is totally fine. I take whatever. Whatever anybody wants to think about whatever I did in that process is fine. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff I could have done differently. And the fact of the matter is, I think I was pretty late to the party on most of that stuff. But also, again, my content, right? You know, like, this is just you guys listening to me, you know. Probably nobody's listening right now because you're coming at the end of a long weekend and it is hot out today. By the time most of you listen to this, it'll be the long weekend Monday and I'll be hanging out in my house doing something. But I think it's funny... You know, when I, when I look back and I think about, you know, my family's friends being 40 and let's just call them middle-aged because, I mean, I'm planning to live to 80 if I can, right? I'm middle-aged, right? Um, I think there is very big consistencies between people that are middle-aged and people that are younger. I mean, all the stuff that I did trying to make something happen for myself is no different than an able-bodied individual trying to do a bunch of different jobs and save a bunch of money so they can buy a house and do all the things. The The difference is now I'm not going to get trapped in by those things. I still haven't pulled the trigger to find an editor for my book because I can't... Like, I don't know... I don't know anything about that process, right? I don't know who to pay. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I don't know all that stuff. I asked a couple of friends to look at it. One of them never did. The other one, I paid a bit of money, and they looked at it and gave me a couple of a couple of pieces of advice, and then got busy, got a new job, and got married, and all that kind of stuff, and haven't heard anything from them. And I don't want to go back through it, because that was never my intention. I wanted to write it and get it done, and maybe get it published. And I don't know how much that stuff's going to cost, and I just don't... I, I need to try and figure that stuff out so I can then just pull the trigger and kind of get it off my plate to a degree because I don't know how, um, I don't know if it's weighing on me at all or if it's something, I just don't, I think I just don't want it to be something that I never finished is the biggest thing. I go back and forth sometimes and I worry that it's just going to be, another project that I lost money on and and failed on or whatever, however you want to label it because I don't really think anything that I did is necessarily a failure as an individual, not that cheesy self-helpy stuff, but I, I learned a lot through the process, right, of, of a lot of those things. But, like, realistically, if we're being real and we're being, you know, way less sensitive than people are nowadays, all that economic stuff was a failure. Like, it's so... If, if I write a book and I publish it and people buy it, great. If I lose money on it, fine. But there's there's part of me that just I always understood now looking back that I in some cases expected failure of all the projects that I did. I know that sounds weird to say, but I think there was always the subconscious belief that it might, it probably wasn't going to work. It never happened in the beginning. It happened after stuff would get a certain amount of traction and then fall on its face and I would change it up and then I'd get a little bit more and then it would fall on its face again. And, and 
when you're trying to do all this stuff yourself, it's no business. It's no different than a guy that 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 is good with woodwork stuff, and he decides to start a business woodworking, right? And um, then he he opens a woodworking business and he builds tables or cabinetry or whatever the hell. And I think. Um, Oh, the big truck behind me is actually kind of nice. So he's gonna stop right by me. I want to get a back up. Of course, he's gonna park right beside me. I bet. Guarantee he's parking right beside me. Yep, right beside me. Just give me a sec. And I was 100% right. He did park right beside me. But anyway, um, I back to the book. I gotta get the book done to get it off my plate and have no expectations of the book. But see, the difficult part about the no expectations thing is no expectations sort of inherently has this idea that you sort of assume failure. I always think that, like, about the no expectation thing. And it's not actually true. I think the no expectation thing is the no expectation thing. And just enjoy the process and all that stuff. And I did enjoy the process. The trouble is, is when I know. Um, there's a good possibility that something is not going to return on its investment. It is harder for me to take the leap in the first place and then do the thing and think that I'm just going to lose the money. Now, if we actually analyze that based on happy money and all the things that I've been doing, it's a bad relationship with money if I think that's going to happen. So there's that aspect of things. The other thing is I think I just don't know enough about book writing. I wrote a book and I'm like, maybe someone will edit it for me. Eh. But I think I think the conversation needed to be had today when I just mentioned to someone, and totally fine, you know, not sort of non-attachment, is that everything that I've done in the last 12 or 13 years is has been a complete and utter economic loss. And again, that's okay. Like, uh, when you put it in perspective and say, if I erased, economically, if I erased the last 12 years, 12, 13 years, my life wouldn't be any different. Now, I'm not stupid enough to know, or I'm not stupid enough to believe that that's actually true, because I wouldn't be who I am without, without that stuff. But still, it's, when you've had that happen so many times, it can be very difficult to go into something and just keep trying. And I'm in such a good space right now. I think the other biggest part that I've realized is I'm in such a good space right now. I've, you know, got toxic people out of my life. I've, I've, you know, I've, I'm spending time with the people that I want to spend time with. I'm spending more time by myself. I'm doing the things with work, I'm going and hanging out with people when I want to hang out with people when I need that people recharge, and then when I need the personal recharge, I'm doing that by myself. I have a very good balance of things right now. Just not life balance, none of that hippie bullshit, but I have a good grasp on the way things are for me right now. And because things are flowing so well, I'm I think there is something inside me that's waiting for the right time to pull the trigger on the book and the 
thing and like I think also it's just sitting there because I'm not in a rush. Right? I mean I kinda wanted to have it done by the time I was thirty nine, but it was written before I turned forty. The rough draft. And I think that just became from Lee Child, the guy that wrote the Jack Reacher books. He was thirty nine when he started. And it turned into a big thing in a bunch of books, and he's a bazillionaire and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be stupid and a liar to tell you that I, you know, wouldn't love that to happen for myself. But I also, for the first time in my entire life, I'm happy right now. Like, really happy on a regular basis. And I'm having trouble... Adding something in that I w- that would knowingly take away from that. But then again, as I say that out loud, the only person that can knowingly take away from that is myself. And obviously I'm doing all the right things. And adding that in with the non-attachment, blah, blah, blah. Like, so maybe I just talked myself into it. But at some point I'm going to get some motivation to send the book out, just pay the money and do the thing. And... I think the reason why it weirds me out is because I was so driven and so goal-oriented and so, like, this is the North Star, this is the thing that needs to happen, these are the things. And I tried all that stuff, and it didn't work. And that's okay. But now I don't care to do any of that stuff because I now that I'm outside of it, I'm just like sort of an out-of-world out of experience. I'm just seeing all these people going after all this stuff and doing all the things. I had some, the same person that I had the conversation with about, you know, if you take away the economic, the, the last 12 years, economic, 12, 13 years economically, it didn't make a difference. And that same person also said that you're the first person I've talked to that is not burnt out right now. And that's huge. That's a huge compliment. Because I'm not burnt out. I'm not burnt out at all. I'm not saying editing a book or giving a book to somebody is going to burn me out. Um, by any means. But I just think, like, I'm just real happy right now. And I'm going to keep that going. Um, and now that I've talked myself into all this stuff, it doesn't seem very... The fears that were stopping me from editing the book didn't seem, don't seem very serious now. Because I mean, like, yeah, spend the money, whatever, spend the money on the on that, and probably not get the return on the investment. Maybe get it. Who knows? Take the risk because you never know. Maybe it'll sell a million copies. Who the hell knows? Um, it'll start the process for another book that I've started an idea for, but I think gotta finish this one before I start that one. You know, and then maybe I'll become an author because I'll have one book or two books. But even since you write a book, you're an author. You know, I'm technically an author because I have a shitty blog or whatever, right? But you know, that aspect of it all really really just made me understand that, yeah, spending the money to, to get editing done and do all that is something that I need to do because I ain't going to do it. I mean, I had trouble enough writing the book and making sense of it. Um, and as far as turning it into episodes for a podcast and doing a second podcast and all that, that, that ain't going to happen. It just, that's not my wheelhouse. I don't want to do it. I don't want to learn it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do video editing. I'm, I'm not really good at it. I tried to build a website for somebody. This is all part of the same conversation, so just stick with me. But I built a website for somebody, 
and I'm not really good at it. I was never a web designer. I've never really been able to figure it out. I've kind of just always done website launches and things. And I built this personal website, and it just sort of, I got lucky, and she doesn't mind it. She's giving me content, and I'm just helping a friend out that's like an acrylic painting artist. I bought the domain. I put her website on my hosting account, but basically, again, I always seem to have to have the conversation just because I know how to launch websites and do stuff and I can move things around and I can know how to use different builders on top of the WordPress platform doesn't mean I can actually design them worth a shit, right? Like, you know, so I think, I think that's really important too. I don't know if I'll ever become a good book writer. I have other ideas to write other stories and things. But I need to go through the editing process to figure it all out. So, um, you know, anyway, that's it. 154, Rolling Rambling Podcast. Talk to you soon.